welcome to Glow and Tell. I'm Laura. And I'm Karina. And we want to welcome you to a special Halloween edition of our podcast. Instead of talking about beauty and self-care this week, we want to discuss spooky things, but most importantly, true crime, where we're going to share our favorite true crime podcasts and documentaries so that you can share in our obsession with all things true crime. Hi, Karina. Hi, how's it going? It's going well. Um, Halloween is coming up this week, so... It's almost upon us. Isn't that crazy that it's actually almost November? (sighs) Yeah. Once again, here we are, amazed that it's another month gone by. Mm -hmm. Um, So this episode, I wanted to share our obsession with all things true crime. And what better way than a true crime podcast or a documentary that you listeners can listen to and watch? I think true crime is just one of those genres that is super popular right now. It's just fascinating to see, like, to really see, like, how people can become truly evil. And it's Mm -hmm. just, it is mind-boggling, but again, it's so morbidly fascinating to know all these crazy details. And I love true crime documentaries and podcasts that like really delve deep into like the background of the, you know, the the criminal's history and to try to maybe figure out why they became this way. Um, It's just, it's, it is scary at some points to to think that this is happening all over the country and the world right now. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it doesn't really taint my fascination for it and it's odd because as women were the vast majority of the sex that is targeted towards crime especially violent crime Mm -hmm. and there's something about women loving true crime that is like especially like a weird circle of people right but i think it is fascinating because we do get to learn a lot about the killers and not to say that the victims are not the important people in the stories they absolutely are but when we're talking about true crime we're talking about the reason why people hurt each other Mm um or you know how somebody can go from having a family on one hand and then secretly being a serial killer in like another life basically so it's just it's super interesting to me yeah the motives are probably the the most interesting facts it's like oh you wanted to murder your wife for fifty thousand dollars i would be like that's it (laughs) is it bad to think that's it like right it feels like some people put such a low cost on human life that they will do anything to get themselves ahead it's insane i've learned from true crime that you should never be worth more dead than you aren't alive so ain't no life insurance policy out on me sorry no no sir (laughs) is not gonna happen um and it's also especially as females i feel like it helps me um better understand the world that we live in and prepare for and learn from these situations um You know, people are not asked to have violent crimes committed towards them, but there Mm -hmm. are ways that you can help um, ensure that you are more likely to end up alive in a situation. And to, like, notice, like, and notice and recognize red flags. Absolutely. Yep. Especially in relationships, because the majority of violent crimes towards women, it's somebody they know or somebody they're intimate with. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So, So, anyway. On a, not necessarily a lighter note, um... (laughs) Because this is all pretty dark. Very dark. Um, But let's start talking about, you know, since we're on a podcast ourselves, uh, let's start talking about our favorite true crime podcast. So, Laura, I know you have 
probably way more than I do. I've mm-hmm. listened to like a a great number of like series, like serial podcasts, right. not including serial, but mm-hmm. including serial. Right. Um. So I've listened to many serialized true crime podcasts where it just talks about one case. Yeah. But then we all have our tried and true favorite Dateline NBC where it's a case every episode. Right. So there's lots of so there's those there's two types basically. So we have true crime documentaries where the whole show is focused on one specific case mm-hmm. and then there are shows that are dedicated to a case per week or on you know however often they release their episodes right so karina yes i would have to tell you that this all started back in 2014 mm-hmm. with serial season one yes i it's... think this is the most iconic yeah. true crime serialized podcast because i think it was one of the first And it was done so well. I think if you are a true crime lover, there's probably, you know, somebody that you know if you or if, you know, if you've listened to this podcast, everybody has an opinion about it and Mm -hmm. whether or not Adnan did it or not. And I still, after five years and listening to the show probably three or four times all the way through watching documentaries about the case... I still have no idea if he did it or not, but I do know that he shouldn't be in jail for what he was charged for. I have to say that him and Jay, Mm -hmm. they did something together. I don't know if Anand actually intentionally murdered Heyman Lee, but he probably got into a fight. Mm. And what was she... What was she... What did she die of? Was she strangled? She was strangled and they buried her. The body. Okay. I just listened to a dateline where this very similar situation happened where Mm -hmm. um, a high school boyfriend and girlfriend who had just broken up and they've had like a pretty volatile relationship. Uh um, They ended up meeting each other and in the quote unquote heat of passion, Mm. the the boyfriend chokes her out and she's and she stops breathing and she's she dies because of it. And him and his friend go and bury her or throw her into a river oh god so yeah i mean things like this happen and i'm not gonna say all the time but but more often than you think like especially with like this weird teenage romance factor so if you yeah it's first of all if you don't know what we're talking about cereal you need to find it it's called cereal season one is what we're talking about specifically um, and it is about this teenage girl who goes missing and is found dead several weeks later. Mm-hmm. And her ex-boyfriend at the time is charged with her murder without any DNA evidence, any physical evidence. And it was basically, he was charged circumstantial and based off of the story of a guy named Jay. So if you are interested in something like that, I highly recommend starting there. That podcast yeah. is so good the lines and like sarah koenig's voice is just so iconic and the music the, the background music, music yes so good you know what i really didn't like serial season two it was just a total 180 from what i thought it was gonna be and also i'm just really not i mean not no shade to like military families but that kind of stuff just really does not interest me like mm-hmm. anything having to do with like the army and plus the fact that this guy isn't he still alive? Mm-hmm. Isn't Bo Bergdahl still alive? Yeah. Yeah. So he committed crimes by like desertion, but 
there was no murder. I'm I'm here for the murder, guys. Yeah, so <laughs> not actually. Please don't come murder me. No. I'm not here for the murder. So serial season one, highly recommend. I would say if you've never listened to a true crime podcast, you have to start there. I think it was one of the pioneering types of podcasts, and now that the genre has totally exploded, I feel like it's like a classic. Uh, storytelling and it really actually affected so much change like some like it you know there's an hbo documentary like adnan has appealed um his his case Mm -hmm. um yeah there's a lot of like community effort into trying to figure out what really happened because of this podcast right so it's really really well done um yeah highly recommend it okay karina do you have another one you'd like to share um yes so i listened to the cold podcast so good um and i think i recommended it to you guys because this involves the case of is it samantha cox Susan, 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 Susan Cox Powell. Sorry, not Samantha. Um, which is a bonkers case where this wife and mother of two children goes missing one night and her husband is suspected of her murder and yet like nothing comes of it. And him and his family are so messed up. Mm-hmm. He's just a horrible human being and like spoiler alert it really ends badly most of the people in this case end up dead yeah Um, it was a crazy story basically we're not going to talk about what he does but honestly listen to the cold podcast um it's by the people over at the salt lake city news network ksl um i think his name is dave cowley hosts it um and you can actually really tell that there's like a mormon lds like tinge to the the way they talk and that's fine i I didn't like find that like off-putting or anything Mm -hmm. the case is just so crazy because i think what the media didn't realize was that um what's his name josh powell's dad steve is just insane he was creepy Mm -hmm. super super creepy all the details that come out about this family it's mind-boggling and the fact that he has a music alter ego it is oh my god oh i got chills there yeah the story is just really really sad it's super super sad it's a really tragic story about you know you think you have this perfect family or people have this perfect marriage and then really um you have a totally different story and you know she ends up missing one night and it it just all goes downhill yeah. and for years and years people are just i think it's coming up on the 10th anniversary of her going missing mm-hmm. and it's and it's evident that she's dead like she's yeah. not alive but all of the stories surrounding this um case are just pretty tragic all around so yeah. highly well, recommend yeah. it it's really the cold podcast itself is really really well done yes um that was a really good one okay any more Oh, I've got so many. Okay. Okay. So I remember listening to this when me and Steve were going on a trip to San Francisco. I listened to it on the plane and I just kept listening to it because I couldn't stop. Mm -hmm. And that one was called Dirty John. So this is produced by the LA Times and Wondery. I have to say, Wondery puts out really good true crime Mm -hmm. podcasts. Like if you're really into it, it's very well produced. Um, So Dirty John is a story about... A woman who has, I think, two or three daughters, mm-hmm. and she meets a man, and I guess his name is John. <laughs> he seems to be just everything a woman could ask for. Yes, he's supposed you know. to be a successful anesthes- anesthesiologist. Yeah, successful, nice, 
charming, but what we end up learning is that this man is cuckoo bananas and And he's like a serial unemployed (laughs) he's a serial user of women for their money yes the story is crazy and it is true and it's like hard to believe that it's true and i believe they made like a mini series about it yeah they did (laughs) um yeah that's a bonkers story also another one that i thought was honestly like the way that it was presented was so visceral that i was like oh god it it really gave me like a bodily reaction. I know what you're going to say. It's Dr. Death. If you thought the hospital system in America was effed up, wait until you listen to Dr. Death because it you're is, never going to want to go to the doctor for anything again. It is horrifying. <laughs> so basically this guy who always wants to prove that he's the best one, really he's kind of a loser. He's a definite loser. He's a dud and a loser and actually not good at school, but he passes himself off as this amazing surgeon who specializes in like the spine yeah and guys the way that they describe (laughs) what happens to these patients and i believe two end up dead from complications he basically butchers people butchers people from the inside out he he actually did an operation on his best friend and sawed through his neck bones oh my god so many times he internally decapitated him and he ended up a quadriplegic because of it he was literally a madman butcher who also didn't believe he was doing anything wrong he never thought to take he didn't want to take the blame for anything and the hospital system just kind of let him get away with it yeah it was it's like full-on just like it was jaw-dropping it, it was, was insane in, and but the yeah. honestly the descriptions of what he does to people it's so oh it's, it, it's very very intense and it kind of reminds us that c's that get degrees like c students can go off and become these lauded doctors in hospitals and if nobody ever complains nothing will ever get done so it's a it's a shocking revelation mm-hmm. into our um hospitals system in in america and basically the hospital's standpoint was oh we don't want to get sued for all these millions of dollars so they're just going to keep things under wrap yet they'll let patients go on you know being completely paralyzed Mm -hmm. harmed during surgery that's supposed to make them better and or dying like not okay it It was was, nuts it's an it's an insane podcast like honestly you will if you're a little, like, squeamish, like, I, I kind of don't recommend listening to parts of it. Some of it can be very, very visceral. But anyway, that was horrifying <laughs> in a good way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's a shocker. So, and, and it tells you, you really need to be your own advocate mm-hmm. when it comes to your health because the hospitals in America, it's just a big business and that's kind of the motivation behind every procedure, every prescription. It's what's going to get the hospital the most money. Um, it's It was shocking. So that one was called Dr. Death. And my next one is The Man in the Window, which what? is another one from this, LA Times and Wondery. This is a new one. I don't think I've listened to this. Oh, you got, oh, or it's, I'm sorry. It's called Man in the Window. Okay. And it is the story of the Golden State Killer. Mm. Very good story. And wasn't he just found? He was just found maybe a through, year ago or something? Through ancestry DNA evidence. Uh-huh. That is so crazy. And it's it's shocking. Mm-hmm. So the man in the window, excuse me, man in the window, <laughs> um, it's the story of the Golden State Killer and how he started. He was actually 
on the police force, if yep. I recall. Yep. And he would prowl neighborhoods and case people's homes and then go in, steal some stuff, but mostly he would sexually assault women in the house. And if there was a man present, he would tie him up and make him, you know, just be quiet until the sexual assault or rape was over. And this happened to, I think, dozens of women. Mm-hmm before he started killing people and the story was just amazing because it was just decades of like not knowing who this person was and through the writings of Michelle McNamara who was the late wife of Patton Oswalt she wrote a book about it and oh, that was like right. a really big push to get the case reopened and have more eyes looked at it wow that's and, right I forgot about that yeah and so you have to listen to it. it's really good um it's just, it's really eerie because you yeah. never know. Like, people would just say, like, I had a creepy feeling that, like, somebody was just, like, looking at me <gasps> in the window <gasps> and he would just be just watching people. Oh, God. Yeah, it was really scary. Oof. Um, do you have any others to share? I have one more. I don't have one that just talks about just certain cases, but I do love, and I haven't, I feel bad because I've, I've kind of crossed over to Dateline. I've been obsessed with Dateline <laughs> recently. <laughs> But last podcast on the left, like, I think I've mentioned this I before. I still never listened to it. I should. Okay, so it's three guys. Basically, they're three comedians, and uh-huh. they talk about true crime because they're also obsessed like us. But they put, like, a really, like, it's, like, not even dark humor. It's, like, black humor. Like, that's oh. how dark they get about, yeah. like, making jokes about things. Obviously, they're not making light of situations, but they love to make fun of the killers and call them, like, stupid like losers and all that stuff which they are um and a lot of the serial killers that they go and they call them the heavy hitters um they go into like (laughs) their background story and try to figure out like okay well they had a fucked up family like maybe this is why they ended up the way they did and they do some really honestly it's really hilarious it's like true crime and humor in one which Mm -hmm. i think is it's a really interesting mix um, but they do everything from true crime to, like, aliens and, like, oh, creepy, God. like, urban legend stories. It's super, super funny. And they do, like, live shows all over the country. Um, but yeah, Last Podcast on the Left is super funny. Okay, I have one more traditional podcast where they talk about one story, and that is The Teacher's Pet. Oh, you were telling me about oh, this. Oh, this is a good one. So I need this to is to this. this is an out of Australia. I think it's written by uh, a writer from the Australian like a newspaper. Mm-hmm. And it is the story of this woman who goes missing. I think this is back in the 70s or 80s. Mm-hmm. And the main sub- suspect throughout the entire investigation is her husband. Her husband has an identical twin brother and he had, uh, they had like a babysitter mm-hmm. who ended up moving in with them because it was clear that the babysitter and him were having an affair. Oh, geez. So the story is absolutely crazy. It's it also twisted. involves like yeah. this secret, um, uh, I, I don't really know how to explain it, but like a lot of teachers at these Australian schools were having sex with the students and like nobody was really talking about it, but apparently it was like rampant. (laughs) It was like really bizarre. Um, And so she went missing and it's, you know, it's been like over 30 years that this woman has been missing and everybody just is convinced that it is the husband and he has never really spoken about it at all. Um, He recently got arrested because of this podcast. And I think that's the also like the really, uh, 
I don't know, like, the upside of putting out these podcasts. Yes, we're talking about the suspects and the killers, but it also gets more people doing research or Mm -hmm. talking about the case. And so things like these can happen. Like, after 30 years, her husband has finally been arrested in her murder, not just, you know, they're reopening the investigation. Like, he is arrested. They're going to trial. He's going to be, you know, prosecuted for something that is pretty clear that he's done. And there has been... Lots of talk about where her body is. They grew up in, or they had a house, like, not really in a remote area of Australia, but it was, like, in a really rich neighborhood, but it was, like, kind of, like, in the mountains. Like, sparsely populated. Right, and it was just, it's a fascinating story, and the fact that him and his twin brother were super, super close, and were also involved in sexual activities with, in, like, the same room. Like, I don't know if they were Ah. with, they weren't with each other, but they were with people in, in, like, at the same time. No. Crazy story. So, question. I know that identical twins, because they have the same DNA, how how does that happen? Do they both end up getting put into jail? Like, I mean, because identical twins, they don't have the same fingerprints. No. They have the same DNA, though, right. which there's makes no, it kind of difficult. I don't think there's any physical evidence, but it also kind of is implied that the brother maybe has helped him. Mm. cover up yeah the the crime mm-hmm. um but that is a really fascinating story i highly recommend the teacher's pet also before we go to break i just want to make a couple more recommendations of podcasts that do a story a week mm-hmm. so crime junkie is a really great one if you like a more serious kind of tone this woman in what is her name Ashley Flowers, I think. She and her producer, she tells her producer a story every week about a specific (laughs) crime. So it's either a murdered, missing, serial killer, but it's done in a very, like, story-told kind of way. Right. And then (laughs) True Crime Obsessed (laughs) is, like, the lighter-hearted take where... um, they, they watch a true crime documentary yes. and talk about the documentary and the case itself. I love it. And it's, it's, it's really honest, funny. It's a laugh riot, honestly. Like, Patrick Hines, and his laugh is just so infectious. It's like every time he laughs about something, he, he laughs after, like, almost everything they say. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, my God, Madeline McCann missing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, why are you laughing about this? But it's, it's And a lot of it is they're talking about the documentary themselves, not just, like, the The case uh, not just the case it's really if you want to kind of like have a lighter hearted take on very serious crimes true crime obsessed is your ticket yeah and as always dateline you gotta you gotta start listening there's tons and tons and tons of episodes so you can kind of get a taste um so let's take a quick break and we're going to come back with a few documentaries that you can watch if you are into true crime okay So let's jump right into true crime documentaries. Um, So probably my favorite one kind of has to do, it takes place in like the early 90s. Um, And so this, this guy, he moves to this town and then he learns about this case involving these three sisters. And it turns out that everybody thought these girls were like kind of creepy, like like super weird like maybe they're into like occult stuff Mm -hmm. um and then they all accuse them of being witches so (laughs) (laughs) i was like what are you talking about and then you know what he like (laughs) finds their old house in the woods (laughs) 
<laughs> he lights a candle. Oh my god. I'm and bad. then they come back to life. Um, <laughs> we're talking about Hocus Pocus. <laughs> at first, I was literally looking at you like, what is going on? So, um, yeah, the Sanderson sisters are an urban legend in Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> can, we, can we just, can we first of all just play a little clip, please? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> is that Star Wars? <laughs> You just keep talking. Um, yeah, so I've always, like, super been into this documentary. I always think it's really cool. Um, and the fact that they really just, like, hunt children is really creepy. (laughs) Yeah. So it's all about this new kid in town who, like, stumbles upon a case. And, you know, he ends up, like, you know, solving it. And, like, he gets help from, like, their undead friends. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like Binks. Binks and uh, Billy the Butcher. That's right. I named my cat after Binks, guys. Little known fact. Well, her middle name is Binks. Right. Eloise Binks. Because she's named after Binks. Binks the cat. (laughs) That was a good one. I really like that dog. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they show it every year. Like, sometimes on repeat. It's like a marathon. Uh, this time of year is, like, especially popular for that <laughs> documentary to be aired. Yeah. All right. Well, Karina, <laughs> any other true crime documentaries you'd like to share with me? Because I have a few. Um, off the top of my head, um, Evil Genius on Netflix was diabolical. That was really weird. I'd recently watched that, and I just... This lady's insane. The shit people do for, like, the tiniest amounts of money is just so stupid. So they put a bomb collar on this pizza delivery guy. It ends up detonating because he he was robbing a bank earlier with this thing on. And then they find out that this crazy woman and an accomplice just plan to rob a bank by holding the, the delivery guy hostage, who also, like, they've known him... It's a very weird story, but I'm like, he gets, like, no money at all. They get no money out of this. And so they end up killing an innocent, like, well, he's innocent in that he didn't know that this was going to happen to him. But it was just so crazy. And this woman, like, still believes she did nothing wrong. She's honestly just, like, a strange, narcissistic manipulative person. But they were going to send him on this, like, wild... Um, like, treasure hunt. Yeah. In order to get this bomb off of himself because it's it was attached to his body. But it, it was just a really bizarre show. And, like, why would anybody think of doing this? It was because, a crazy, 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 Because crazy she show. thought she was so smart. That everybody in the documentary said, oh, she was so smart. She was the smartest woman I've ever known. And she just ends up, like, her mental health just deteriorates real quick when she gets into, like, 50s. But it was pretty crazy. It's a very interesting story. It's, like, kind of, like, mind-boggling. Like, why would you... I kind of felt like at the end, like, it was kind of meandering. Like, the, the show was just a little bit too long. Yeah. Because at the end, I was like, so what was the... What was the point of all of this? Apparently it was money and, like, nothing happened yeah. because the guy got caught trying to rob the bank and then very the odd. bomb detonated. So, yeah. It was odd. <laughs> nothing really happened. Um, okay. Well, I've got a good one. This mm-hmm. one is called The Jinx. Oh. Now, if you have not seen The Jinx, it is available on HBO. Um, this is the story of Robert Durst. He is the second son who of a very, like, 
popular, wealthy New York family who owned a lot of real estate. Mm. And he was actually supposed to inherit the business from his dad. Actually, is this succession? What is happening? (laughs) Um, But he didn't. He has some mental issues. He's just a little cuckoo. Clearly. His first wife goes missing. Mm -hmm. And I think back in like the 70s or 80s. Never been found. We don't know what happened to her, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. she's dead. And then there is a call to the police station saying that some guy was found, some body parts were found, like, washed up ashore in somewhere in the South. I can't remember what state he was living in. So Robert Durst murders his neighbor, uh, chops up his body, and disposes of it. Mm. Admits to the murder, but says it's out of self-defense. And for a while, he was posing as a woman, like he would dress up as an old, frail woman, and craziness follows him wherever oh he goes, God. basically. His best friend ends up dead. And this documentary was just nuts. Because, <laughs> number one, the documentary was being made about these cases. And then Robert Durst calls the documentary maker up and says, Hey, I can come and interview you with, with you whenever you want. And so there's a series of... He's just, like, a part of this show now, and he is the creepiest little old man with the (laughs) darkest, beadiest eyes. And when you know he's lying, he kind of, like, blinks really fast and, like, swallows, like, really weirdly. He burps. (laughs) It's the craziest show because I'm not going to spoil it for you. Near the end of this documentary series, something so wild happens, like, in real time as this was airing, that it's, like, it, like you, it's weird that it's real because it seems like something out of an actual movie. I just, I want to see, like... It's crazy. I want to see, like, a behind-the-scenes video of, like, the editors going through the footage and, like, listening to him and them just being, like, record scratch, like, what? He's like crazy. He's... Ugh. And that's the thing. A lot of murderers like to insert themselves yes. into the cases. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at you, Jody Arias, you weirdo. <laughs> yeah, let me just call up the... Sh- hey, I heard about that guy that died. I can actually offer you some help. Because they want, they want the notoriety. That's the thing. They're such narcissistic egomaniacs that they want to, the world to know that I did this, but I don't want to get caught. Right. They want to tell you all about how it happened Ooh. and how they helped the case without actually giving like yeah. giving you know, themselves up exactly nuts that's a crazy show if you uh, yeah it's I, it's like a cultural like pop culture like it's so memeable at this point like <laughs> i still need to like rewatch it because there's a lot of stuff that's really fuzzy to me i was it's probably crazy. drunk when i was watching it Maybe. not gonna lie that's okay um but yeah the jinx sounds insane it is nuts then the last one i want to talk about is abducted in plain sight oh this story is bonkers too <laughs> So this family, uh, they have a couple of daughters, Mm -hmm. this husband and wife, and they make friends with another couple who has kids. And they call him B, the man. They mostly become friends with the husband. They mostly become friends with this neighbor. His name is B. And he takes a particular liking to their younger daughter. Um, a little too particular because so he creepy. basically starts to indoctrinate her into this weird mindset that 
aliens are coming to Earth. Yes. And then we need to be prepared. It's kind of like Heaven's Gatey, but with, like, sexual undertones. Mm-hmm. They become... He, he starts raping her. They're not in a relationship. She says it's a relationship, but no, he's actually raping her because she's very much underage. But then it turns to, like, he's having a sexual relationship with both her mother and father. Oh, my God. And this the, is so crazy. And the mother is so tied up in this man that she, like, he takes the daughter on a quote-unquote road trip and the daughter's a, she's missing. And she's she's like, missing. She's been kidnapped. And, and she's the, like 14. And the mother doesn't report her missing for several days. Nobody like does. a week. Nobody does. Because she doesn't want to quote unquote be a bother. Uh, yeah, this story, if you have children, you gotta watch this because this it'll is how, make your blood boil. This is how not to parent. They oh are God. all crazy. They're all crazy. They're all guilty for what happened to this poor girl. And she got kidnapped a second time because she believed that she was going to be in a relationship with this man. No. <laughs> it was, this story is, you know, is insane. You know, luckily she's, she's, she's fine. fine. She's fine. She's um, an actress and I saw her in something recently and I was like, is that the lady from Abducted in Plain Sight? Like she was sure the victim. Is. Um, she was a victim of, like, horrible crimes done to her, you know, and luckily she didn't die because this asshole B was just, he was too, quote-unquote, in love with her. Oh, my God. Really, he just wanted her all for himself. But so crazy. But the parents in the story are just, it's, like, it's full-on mental illness. Like, it's a very strange, strange story. But, you know, luckily this, this woman, I know she's had horrible things happen to her, but she's not dead. So, you know. It's like I guess story- that's good. <laughs> It feels like, what do people say when, like, you don't notice that the water is boiling because it's been simmering for such a long time? How to, how to boil a frog. Yes. It's like, yeah. this bra- <laughs> like, everybody in this story is brainwashed into thinking that this man has, like, good intentions, and yet, out from the outside, it's like, this man is grooming this young girl, this yeah. underage, like, tween, to become like his next bride like it's the weirdest story and you have to watch it because you will be so angry <laughs> and the fact that it happens for a second time you're like i'm sorry what it's like crazy the, uh, yeah it's a lot i mean the true crime obsessed about this is so <laughs> funny i think this is how i started watching that show is because of true crime obsessed i was like wait what yeah it's too mu- it's too much you have to watch it okay that's a really great one um what is this guy that you're talking about? Oh, the staircase. Guys, the staircase. this was weird. It was weird because the guy indicted for this crime hired this documentary crew to follow him around as they were preparing for trial. So basically, <laughs> this man's wife is found dead at the bottom of the staircase in their home. There's blood everywhere. Like, up the walls, like flying up the, the ceiling. Walls. She has these giant gashes in the back of her oh head. That's crazy. It's a very like they also can't really tell how she died exactly, right? Because it's like yeah, the the fall down the stairs was really bad, but also these huge gashes in the back of her head. They're like, well, what kind of really caused explained. this? So there's a lot that goes into that, but also the man, like her husband. <laughs> <laughs> who is thought to have done this. Um, also, he has a first wife who died uh, the exact same way. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean... And the, and the fact that his children... Or no, I'm sorry. Not his children. It's her daughters. 
are supporting him and saying, oh my God, my dad could never have done this. He loved my mom so much. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. get your head out of your ass. This man has (laughs) murdered two people. Yeah. I mean, he ends up going to jail. But then there's a very strange twist at the very end. Um, I personally have not watched the last episode of this documentary, but I've heard I've heard podcasts about it. It has something to do with birds. Oh my um, god! I can't. Anyway, I don't want to really spoil it because the twist is so bizarre. Um, yeah, the staircase. It it goes all into about like the physical evidence, like the forensic stuff, the DNA. Like I'm pretty sure they exhume her body uh-huh. yeah. after she was buried to go back and like go look over her injuries again. <sighs> what a crazy, crazy story! And it's. And it's, it's like, the weirdest part is because this man hired this documentary crew, and they're, like, French or something? Do you remember this? Yes. And it's just, and it seems, I don't know, like, you get to see the the making of a trial case mm-hmm. because of his defenders, and the amount of money it takes to hire, you know, a certain caliber of attorney, how much preparation yeah. it goes in, how much, how much, like, story spinning like, what type of story they're going to be focusing and on. When they, like, they coach people on how to, like, testify. It's a very interesting thing because cases and trials take a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Like, people can be sitting in jail for, like, three years before a trial date is even set, which right. I think is crazy. Yeah. Um, but obviously you can't just have them, like, walking around the street. Um, But, yeah, like, the lawyers, like, talking to him, like... Basically, like, sitting him up in the witness stand, like, this is how you should look. Like, they record things. They record him testifying and watch it over just to kind of, like, give him notes. It's like he's an actor. Yeah, the whole yeah, the whole idea acting. of, like, being on trial is, like, a performance. It really is. Like, you're preparing everything. You prepare your lines. You prepare, like, your, um, your presentation. Like, your people giving your testimony are also being coached. It's just... It's fascinating and also disturbing at the same time. Yeah. Because you're not sure what to think because this man seems very personable and friendly and laughing and he jokes with his lawyers. And then it's like about this very serious murder or crime that has been committed. And it's these two sides of this very odd story. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really good one. Do you have any others? Are we... You know, I, I feel like I do listen to I listen to more than I watch. Same. As far as, like, true crime stuff. Yeah. Um, but all those podcasts, all those documentaries, we will definitely make a post on Instagram and link all the podcasters. I believe they're almost... I think they're all on Instagram. Yep. Um, so we're going to make a post of that. Um, yeah, spooky stuff, guys. So we're going to take one last break and then come back with a few products that we have been loving this week. And we're going to keep it spooky. So, Karina, what were your favorite items or things of the week? Um, So, recently, I've been having to go to work super early. And, guys, I cherish my sleep. So, I've just been going makeup-free most days now. Wow. Yeah, I kind of don't care what I look like. I mean, I like... I obviously don't wear makeup at home. Yeah. I only used to wear makeup, like... And I used to wear a lot more makeup when I was working in cosmetics. But now that I'm not doing that, now that I'm not customer-facing, I kind of just can't be bothered. And that's fine, because I still know how to glam, I still know how to do it up, but most days, if I'm up at 6am, I'm not going to be doing my makeup, guys. I'm just not. So, I have perfected a 10-minute routine for when I'm sitting in the car about to walk in, (laughs) if I want to put on makeup for that day. 
And this like do-it-all multitasker has been saving my ass and it's the Real Techniques Expert Face Brush. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been going really light on foundation. I've been using the L'Oreal Infallible Pro Glow, just kind of blendy, blending that into the skin, like really buffing it into the skin. Um, I've been using it to blend in cream blush, uh, my Stila convertible color. I've been using it to blend in my contour, not even just a little bit of contour. It's mostly just to give a little more warmth to the face. Um, and I use it to kind of uh, blot in the concealer under my eyes. So I use it for almost everything on my face right now. And it I can literally look haggard to just like kind of just like, oh, she has a little bit of makeup on in like 10 minutes. Are you using just one brush? Yeah. Oh. Is there an order in which you apply these things? Yes. Foundation, a little bit of contour around the, the cheekbones, maybe a little bit around the hairline. Mm-hmm. And then I will dot on the cream blush and just use whatever's left on the brush to blend that in. Hmm. So it seem, it kind of like blends seamlessly because there's a little bit of foundation already left on the brush. Right. If that makes sense. And guys, yeah. I've been looking real dewy. Like I've had oh. like glass skin because all the products I'm using are cream and I don't use powder. Yeah. I've been a little dewy dumpling. I've been into it. <gasps> dewy. I've been looking real like hydrated, even though I'm dehydrated. That's good. Yeah. So the expert face, br- face brush. Um, That's just a good a, one. Yeah. It's a really just... For me, I use it for pretty much every face product right now. Hmm. Yeah. So that's been like saving me in the morning. Sweet. Love what it. About you? What about you? Well, I got in my Solstice. It's so hard to say this this name. Solstice Sense perfume sampler. Perfume sampler. <laughs> Your Solstice Sense so sampler. I picked out ten samples. Actually, they sent me eleven because you were able to like get another one at the end. And a lot of it is the fall releases that she's come out with. And I do have to say, I have a favorite out of these that I've uh, tried out, and it is called Gibbon's Mischief Night. And let me read you the notes, because the way that she describes perfumes is always just, like, super poetic. So it's called Gibbon's Mischief Night, and the notes are sugar cookies, vanilla frosting, white chocolate popcorn, toasted marshmallow, graham crackers... Gibbons Boarding School, which is like another type of fragrance that she makes, cream soda, bourbon, and pear brandy. Hmm. So here's what I smell. Um, on the first application, it is quite sweet and sugary smelling, but when it dries down, I'm kind of left with um, like a dry, woody, kind of oaky scent. Yeah, it smells completely different once it dries down. Yeah. It's like two different scents in one. It's yeah. very strange. And I really like kind of like a sandalwood scent, so it has this like dry wood note to it that I really like. Um, she describes it as a very sweet and gourmand scent, which I would say yes on the very first application, but it could be different for other people. It may be sweeter on people than it is on me. So I tend to have the type of skin where the base notes really come forward. Mm -hmm. Some people really love a sweet fragrance and it'll remain smelling sweet on them, but I really kind of go towards these, like, woody, ambery, musky, like, deeper, like, tones. And I would have to say I really like it so far. Um, There's a lot of samples in here, so I have a lot to go through. They're very interesting. Some of them I don't like at all, but it was just interesting to smell because of the um, the way that it's described is very interesting to me. So I, I just like to smell them anyway, just to kind of, inha- like, I don't know, widen my 
smelling capability to like your, sniff out notes and your stuff like scent that. horizons exactly <laughs> so that was one and then I've been wearing this lip kind of often I wouldn't say it's like my favorite thing I've ever tried but it's the ColourPop ultra satin lip color in Echo Park just a basic like rosy tone Lip. It's a little deeper. Yeah, it's like a deeper, like, brownie rose. It's pretty. Yeah. Um, I like the Ultra Satin Lip Formula because it's very comfortable to wear. It's not super drying. It's not it's not transfer-proof, but it does stay for quite a long time on the lips. So I've been enjoying that. Nice. And that's about it. That's pretty much it, guys. Um, so thank you for listening to our episode. Um, we're talking about spooky stuff this week, um, but we're kind of we're gonna come back to beauty next week because you know what? Halloween is Thursday. Um, hope you guys all have a very safe night. Um, I know a lot of people already had their Halloween parties this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see like looks. I'm not. I might be going to a costume party on Halloween itself. I don't, oh. I don't have a costume. And also, I close at work that night, so we'll see how how into it I want to get. I love, <laughs> trust me, I love Halloween, but this year I've just been too busy, honestly. Yeah, just, I don't have time to think about it. I know. I, honestly, the most, like, spooky thing I've taken part in is just watching scary movies all month long, which is, like, a tradition of ours. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, have a safe Halloween. Um. And you can find us on Instagram at Podcast. If you want to drop us an email, you can email us at glowandtellpod at gmail.com. Um, you can find Laura and I, like, our personal Instagram accounts. Um, I keep mine public just because I don't, it's, you know, give me followers. That's what I want, honestly. <laughs> um, you know what? Tell us, like, what you want to hear in future episodes. We post shows every Monday, wherever you can find your podcasts. So, yeah, drop us a line, comment, like us, rate our episodes, review us, subscribe. (laughs) All the good things. All right. Well, and with that, we'll leave you with this lovely verse from one of our favorites. From our favorite true crime documentary, Hocus Pocus. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Glow and Tell. I'm Karina. And I'm Laura. And we're twin sisters who love to share our obsession with all things beauty and self-care. On today's episode, we're going to jumpstart the holiday season by sharing some tips to kind of help everybody be a little more calm around this time of the year. Mm-hmm. It's a very hectic time for most people. Um, you know, we end up working a lot because we're in retail and holiday season. It's Yes, it's the first week of November, but, you know, people are already thinking about Christmas. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's Christmas time already. It's and the thank- end of the year, and it's- we're s- heading towards 2020 very quickly. Yes, so we're going to share our little tips and tricks for kind of keeping ourselves a little bit calmer this year. Maybe making Christmas shopping a little bit less stressful. Mm-hmm. If you love to entertain, maybe some tricks on how to keep your mind at ease. Yeah. Not have to worry about all the all the crap that's going on in your house that you might need to clean out the end of the year. You know, things like that. (laughs) So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.